Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the official PlayStation Magazine podcast. I'm editor Matthew Pellet and I'm doing this the second time because someone here messed up with the microphones. Who was that person? Uh, James Jarvis. No. <laughs> Who was that person, Ben? It might have been. Uh, official PlayStation Magazine staff writer Ben Tyra, who's also on this podcast. Oh, hey, hey guys, oh, hey Ben is. Tyra. Uh, who's this talking? Oh, this is Jen Simpkins, uh, back from a long period of absence where I've been swanning off on holiday and around the globe to play things. Yeah, so normally we would have done a mini sode a couple of weeks ago. However, both Ben and Jen, I was here. You and Jen were on holiday. No, no, no. Well, you've also been away though, so so we'll get back to the, back to my original point. <laughs> Benefer have been jet setting, um, flying to various countries uh, for your next episode. Uh, your next episode, rather your next magazine, um, OPM one two seven, which is coming out at the end of August. Uh, we've been sending people across the globe, and in actual fact, you guys don't know about this, but I'm sending a few more people across the globe right now mm. for OPM 128 as well. Oh, We've got some good, thing, good things lined up. Um, but we'll rewind on, on the mags uh, a couple of issues because uh, we've got a new issue out right now, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, however, we always kick off with our podcast with what we're playing now. So guys, what are you playing now, now that you're back in the country? Oh my gosh, what have I been playing? I have actually been playing... Rainbow Six Siege and I have a funny story about this because I am a single lady everybody calm down Um, but I met someone on Tinder and I was getting ready to go away for PlayStation Magazine and I was like I haven't got time to like go on a first date with this person because you know I'm busy I'm getting ready I'm ready to go out the country and he's like oh have you got Rainbow Six Siege because we've just been talking about video games that we like to have in common and I was like yeah and he's like I'm I'm really into it. If you've got it, should we? Do you want to like just do some multiplayer and some terror hunt and stuff? And I was like, surely that's your first warning sign. Like this guy is a terrorist <laughs> yeah. as a first. Date. Well, funny enough, he actually plays airsoft as well. So he was like, oh, if you ever meet me and I'm carrying around a duffel bag full of weapons, uh, just full disclosure, they're not real. And I was like, okay, this is my kind of guy. Second red flag. <laughs> red flags, big red flags going up. But we actually had an amazing time. Um, playing that and and just sort of uh, getting super salty on multiplayer because I hadn't played in months, so I was really bad. And we also, I've also been playing again Limbo on PS4 with SharePlay because he has uh, Limbo on PS4. So after we were done, you know, shooting terrorists, we actually, um, I've never used uh, like SharePlay properly before because my internet connection is awful. Um, anyway, so his his was working really well. Um, so we ended up playing through the entirety of Limbo for the rest of the night just chatting because we both were already played it before um and we just fancied dipping into it as like inside had just come out so we ended up just sort of trying to remember what was going on in the puzzles and like getting stuck on like a couple of things did you get all the eggs no we didn't get all the eggs Rubbish. well did you i get any eggs well there, there's like little collectibles right there's like some glowing white things if you go up there's yep. some branches near the beginning yeah we wanted to do that but he actually like said later on he's doing better than me that he went back and, and did like the full platinum for it and stuff so and then less than five deaths dying. One. yeah what, what, less, oh, wait, less than five that yeah. is bs back on back on <laughs> xbox 360 because i used to be on an xbox 360 Ooh, mag yes. to get the final one or to get the 111 percent you needed to do the entire game without dying Oof. which i did although <gasps> i once did a run where i died on the last jump of the game oh there's so many and bits in that that are just really really like oh unfair, the tiny so crazy is that you've been on one date with this guy and he's already limbo cheating on you i know, he, I know and, and he's already bad at limbo if you couldn't get more so that's not worth a <gasps> second less date than five deaths? Yeah. okay okay well the, the boys have spoken 
This is it. This is like my my two dads. I, the I, podcast. Every podcast we should like. No, <laughs> Jen's like, dating advice. Yeah, this is this is a potential date, and we rate his gaming expertise, and I'll give a thumbs it, yeah. up mm. or, or say no. I'm gonna go. start bringing profiles, and then we award trophies at the end of the date, and be like, you get bronze, silver, gold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. You're, if you're down with happy that? for your love life to be splayed <laughs> out on this podcast. I think this is on. an HR issue. I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, ben, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a game that came out today as we we're recording, uh, Abzu. Yes, Absolutely. so Abzu is a game we've all been very excited about for uh, quite a while. It is the latest by, um, well, I say the latest. It's by a new company called Giant Squid who two principal members of that, Matt Nava and uh, Austin Winteroy, um, worked on Journey respectively. And we've all played Journey here, yeah. even if it took a, some of us a lot longer uh, to get um, to. Mr. Tyra. Um, you, only, you only played Journey for the first time last month, didn't you, Ben? Uh, yes. And it's amazing. three weeks ago. It's and amazing, yeah, isn't it, Ben? Uh, Journey is a very, very... He came into the office and he was like... Oh yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I told you, I told you, boy." It's it's a very good game. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good like OAP impression. There, <laughs> I told you, you young whippersnapper. Um, so yeah, so I really enjoyed Journey, and if anything, that was slightly detrimental to Abzu because Abzu repeats a lot of what Journey does really well, but without um, the multiplayer aspect of Journey, yeah. which makes every right. run through of that game that little bit different, that little bit unique. Whereas Abzu is an interactive aquarium you know it's amazing to sit inside a little cave and watch schools of fish just float on by mm. watch the ecosystem um i mean absurdly pretty you can tell that matt nava is uh, a very very confident stylist i know um, you're talking to me about the music as well you're saying some of the sound in that game is crazy. Uh, yeah i think like i think the soundtrack for that game is really good one of my favorite things from Abzu is if you break the surface of the water you'll actually hear uh, you'll actually hear the treble come back. Uh, you can actually have that effect of when you submerge, the sound submerges with you. Uh, so there's a lot of nice little flourishes. And it's, you know, a lot of the what that game does is really good. But in comparison to what the projects they've worked on in the past with Journey, with Flower, which I think is an unfortunately forgotten game they did, I <laughs> adore Flower. And if anything, Abzu has more in common with Flower in terms of its story structure than it does with Journey. Okay. Um, which is a very long, rambling way of saying, this is a great game, but not quite as great as uh, these guys have made in the past. I mean, certainly for people who, uh, unlike Ben, didn't play Journey three weeks ago, but in fact played it <laughs> three and a bit a years ago, ago, then like this is, this is kind of what you have been waiting for. Like, it's the spiritual successor. Oh, friggin' oh, hell. Oh, gosh, no. That's terrible. I'm moving on from that. Uh, I've I've been playing a little game called Tricky Towers, which uh, if you're a PS Plus member, uh, you will get for free, or you should have for free. Um, it's really damn good. Uh, in our latest issue, uh, Meeks reviewed it. This is before we knew it was coming out on PS Plus. He gave it eight out of ten. Um, I've been playing it with the with the wife. We've uh, we've been trying to beat each other um, in Tricky Towers. So you're like you're building structures like and. Are you directly competing against Yeah, yeah, so it's like a competitive... Uh, there are three modes. There's one where you have to race to build a tower as high as you can to get past, uh, like a checkered flag line, effectively. There's one where you have to uh, just stack as much as possible without any dropping off. You've got three lives, so if you have three things that drop off, you lose. And there's kind of like a, a very puzzle element, which is purely 
um, you've got to get as many blocks under a line as you can. Right. If uh, if one falls off, then the entire base raises up a level. Um, and if a block is like overlapping that line, then it's the end of your go. And then it tots up how many you've got under that line, and whoever's got the most blocks wins. So there's a little Tetrisy then in how it's it... very Tetrisy. Yeah, they're 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 like Tetris shapes, but you get uh, when you hit certain. Uh, points as you're building up your tower you get light magic and dark magic light magic effectively oh it it sounds complicated but it's actually really (laughs) simple light magic is just you use it once and say like the block that you drop it'll be stone so it'll be like cemented in place better than a regular block Mm. um or you'll get vines that will wrap around a bunch of blocks so it just tethers them together or if you don't want to use that, you can use dark magic, which basically messes up the other players. <laughs> so it'll introduce a layer of fog, so they can't quite see where oh, they're dropping the blocks onto, kind of or it'll turn some blocks to ice, so it'll make them <laughs> slip off. Uh, yeah, I'm a dark magic guy, <laughs> always with the dark magic. Yeah, it's good. So that's uh, before. So back at Christmas, uh, Lucy, my wife, got me the X Files Blu-ray set. Uh, we uh, we kind of met over talks about X-Files back at university a decade and a bit ago um, and I foolishly bought every series of X-Files on DVD back when it was like 90 quid a pop <laughs> and there were nine seasons uh, so I spent almost a grand on X-Files DVDs what? back Whoa. in the day um, but she got me the entire set again on Blu-ray and we've been re-watching them since Christmas so we're up and we're up to like the season four finale uh, but before we watch X-Files so like we'll have a 20 minute blast on tricky towers it's really good and like loads of people i saw before the ps plus games were released but when it was announced like oh it's another crap month the ps plus games who wants these rubbish indie games damn just play it honestly like it's so much fun like tricky towers in particular is a a great little game uh and one i'm looking forward to now that the kids are back in the office and getting uh, up and running at lunch times because we like how it's been a little while but we like our competitive games at lunch Particularly Tower 4. Yeah, we um, do. We've been playing Overcooked today. Yeah, yeah so Overcooked. when's Overcooked out? Is it I think it's out imminently? I think it's if it's not out today, it I, should I, be out within the next week. Okay, I don't want to bust an embargo, but there's a game called Overwatch. Uh, sorry, no. There's no, <laughs> definitely a game called There is. God, I'm just like still traumatised from Jen's <laughs> relentless Overwatch talking. There's a game called Overcooked, which the guys have been playing uh, in our little it's a demo Rosie room. simulator. It is you are you are you are given um, meals to cook and then deliver them, but it's done in such a like a horribly addictive and confusing way where you have to grab the ingredients from one, go and chop them up, then you're trying to coordinate with other people who have got jobs to do while cooking. If you leave stuff, if you overcook stuff, uh, your kitchen sets on fire, which you need to then grab out a fire extinguisher. So it's all very cutesy and done in that sort of indie, cartoony art style. But you go into a room where people are playing it. To be honest, I've been on a different floor of this building and I've still heard you playing it. I have not needed to go into that room to hear you guys playing it. You are that loud. Having that much fun, I prefer to say. (laughs) You were saying you just ended up screaming, like, especially when I was away, just like, onion! Across the entirety of Bath. (laughs) So yesterday, um, we were doing one where you have to make soups. You need need free chopped um vegetables of the same kind so you're on this one a pirate ship because obviously that's where all the highest restaurants are and the counters slide from side to side so you have to take it in terms chopping and then putting them in 
And because I needed to chop onions to you get needed cooking, a, okay. I needed an onion. So that was that was onion. The, the one onion. <laughs> I needed an onion. <laughs> the one word running through yeah, your head. Yeah, and then it just like it stopped like it stopped being sentences and was just like a, a continuous syllable. Onion. A onion. <laughs> So yeah, oh. Overcooked is great. Uh, don't play it by yourself, but get a few mates over as God intended and just play that game. Yeah, my gosh, so much, so much like co-op, co-op love on the on the what we're playing now Good section play of time. the. Uh... Of the podcast. I am also now having to go back, download Tricky Towers, get good at it, so I cannot be ashamed as frequently yeah, as we need to. Towerfall. We need to you'll, you'll gang up against him. <laughs> you United, will be ashamed. United front. Though yeah. to be fair, like Lucy beats me just as many times as I beat her. It's pretty even. It's, it's a good game for that. You, you is can it tell tricky? Is it actually tricky? It is pretty tricky. Are you, pretty tricky? <laughs> there the might be towers. <laughs> but you know, that you know that, that you've got the good makings of a, a couch play game when it's pretty even when people play it and it's fairly even in terms of who's taking the victory apart from towerfall there's only one king of towerfall uh, which is the best game we it all know is that. so good yeah. it's so good and it came out on vita recently as well it did, it did. for some reason vita. my dark world dlc don't doesn't work on vita oh, i don't know why man. get in touch with matt I would. yeah i don't know whether it's because i originally had a i'm not sure maybe i had Different the us code version yeah, yeah and i bought the uk version mm. and now my vita's transferred over a us one but the the uk dlc is compatible even though it is on ps4 i don't know it's complicated matter <laughs> but um anyway forget about that uh, so we have a brand new issue that is out now it's on shelves it is our tomb raider special uh, it's a bumper issue it's a bit faster than it normally is we actually put extra pages in uh, to make it that little bit finer than you would normally get um, I mean, every OPM is a fine, fine mag, uh, but this one is that little bit finer. It's a celebration. It is. So, stuff it all so in. So it's a big Tomb Raider celebration. Rise of the Tomb Raider is coming to PS4. It's coming on 11th of October. Uh, it is coming with lots of extra goodies. It's coming with new modes um, and PSVR support. Exclusive PSVR support, I should add. Um Last issue, I went over to Crystal Dynamics for a day. Uh, well, I went over to America <laughs> for a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crystal Dynamics for half a day. And I flew back and wrote it and then sent it the next day. Um, uh, it's pretty great. But we've got 30 pages of Tomb Raider love in the issue, 20 pages of which are looking back at the series up until now. Uh, there's some stories, there's some uh, artwork in there that you won't have seen or heard before. Uh, and then we've got 10 pages of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, have either of you guys played Rise? I have not. Oh, um, disappointing. I, have, I played uh, the 2013 reboot. I I was very, I was toying with getting Rise this Christmas. Because you love the reboot, right? I think the reboot is great, barring the final hour. Mm. Um, Reboot's excellent. I think, yeah, I think as a game, the re- there's there's elements of the reboot I thought would have worked amazingly well in Uncharted. And mm. in some ways they did, uh, with the sort of, the, the sprawling levels or actually having little hub worlds that all connect together. Um, they also do a really good job of telling a much darker tale with Lara, even if they kind of don't stick the landing, which I've definitely gone into that, my theories on that on this podcast, haven't I? What? What? Well, on my, my, so basically, like, oh god, tinfoil hats on. <laughs> uh, I, I've I've always felt with the original Tomb Raider, and we can spoil it now. It's 2013. Can I? What the reboot? The reboot. People might like, to, to, to a point. Don't like be insane. Because because okay. bear in mind, like if people pre-order this on PSN, they will get the original for free. The so there will be some listeners who haven't played the reboot. I, I feel like the ending was meant to be darker than it ended up being. I right, felt okay. like there were certain things 
that didn't happen that didn't really make that much sense. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I Apart from that, I thought it was a really, really good game. Okay. There we go. I won't spoil anything else. <laughs> You're like, like holding been, it in. I was... Oh. I- <laughs> You didn't spoil anything, Ben. In fact, going back to the bit that didn't make much sense, <laughs> that neatly summed up that point. Now, I, I know where you're coming from. Um, perhaps we'll wait until Rise is out and then we'll have a, a deep discussion about the ends of the original Tomb Raider reboot uh, and how that tethers into, into but, Rise. Yeah, I was, I was reading your feature because I was reading the mag before we sent this. We were all working super hard to send send this crazy, crazy, chunky issue on time. Um, but... I was really interested by, so you talk a little bit about kind of the new mode that's like Croft Manor. Yes. Right? Blood was, Ties. So it's a mode called yeah. Blood Ties. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know you mentioned in your feature kind of it almost reminded you of like Gone Home in a way. Yeah. So Blood Ties is about an hour long chapter uh, that is set. So Rise of the Tomb Raider opens up with a very short climbing a mountain sequence. Then it goes into a, um, a prologue chapter set in Syria. And then it snaps back to Siberia, where it's all cold and Lara's like hunting deer to survive again. You know the shtick by now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Blood Ties chapter is set between that Syrian bit and the Siberia stuff, uh, which forms the rest of the game. Siberia, you you don't leave Siberia until the very end of the game. Um, And yeah, it's about an hour long and there's no action, there's no combat. Uh, you're not clambering around the place. You are walking around, picking up documents, solving the secrets of Croft Manor because your evil uncle wants to claim ownership of the manor in the wake of your father's death and your mother's disappearance. And Lara has to find the deeds to her house to oh prove gosh. that she owns it. So it's like so, a mystery, so, magical yeah, mystery so, tour. So like that sounds freaking dumb, right? It's like, <laughs> well, I'm just hunting for paperwork. But actually, it's really fun. Like for someone who... Uh, you know, I grew up playing Tomb Raider. I was 11 when it first came out on Sega Saturn, which is where I played it. I talk about in the Ed's intro how Tomb Raider 2 is the game that made me switch over to PlayStation because 2, 3, and 4 were up until a point um, in terms of 4 exclusive to PlayStation. 4 made its way to Dreamcast, I believe, and perhaps somewhere else. Uh, anyway, so in those early games, I used to spend a lot of time just playing around in Croft Manor and seeing how it evolved from 1 to 2 to 3, etc. And it's really nice to go back and see how it's been reimagined for, you know, a few generations beyond the PS1. And you still get the same kind of sense of, okay, the study's over in this wing, bedroom's over in that wing. It's familiar in that sense, Mm. but it it does feel like a product of 2016 rather than 1996, which the original mansion was. Uh, And it's great to explore it with all the modern mechanics you're picking up. Um, flashlights to explore dark areas that you can't go into until you get the flashlight this kind of stuff so you're poking around you're finding uh, all these documents to talk about Lara uh, or rather Lara's father's past a um, couple of things that he did there's there's a lot of stuff dropped in about Egypt um, right. which makes me wonder whether Egypt is on the map for a future Tomb Raider maybe not necessarily the next one but there's a lot of Egypt based stuff uh, and there's a nice, I talk about in the feature, there's a nice little nod to a Tomb Raider 2 trick <laughs> involving a certain butler in a fridge. Uh, it's it's just really nice. And for someone who is familiar with the manor, the chance to revisit the manor. Uh, I'll rewind, actually. So originally when um, the opportunity to do Rise of the Tomb Raider on the cover came up, 
I was initially wary. I thought, well, there seems to be a lot of negativity surrounding it because it was an Xbox exclusive release. And in my head, it was it was, it was just the game coming over to PlayStation. Like, I personally played it when it was on Xbox. Um, so I actually went to the studio having already finished the game, which was really bizarre, um, given that we're doing a looking forward feature at this <laughs> game that I've already seen the credits of. So I thought, well, what story is there to tell? There's nothing really of interest here it's like meh it's, it's this game that xbox players pl- had last year and then it was explained to me like what else is coming and you've got this mana chapter you've got a zombies mode you've got a co-op mode and there's playstation vr stuff so i'm like holy crap maybe we do need to cover this uh so it was, it was really exciting and for me the mana stuff really jumped out because of my ties to the mana uh in those past games so then you've got the playstation vr stuff which is just that chapter again but in first person so part of the reason why it's not action-packed where you're not clambering around is because it's also designed simultaneously for you to be walking around and opening drawers and picking up documents, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, And there's lots of voiceover stuff and memories ping in, like uh, voiceover memories take hold. Uh, And then you've got a version which is is that template, or rather that the intro to that Blood Ties chapter is warped. And I talk about it extensively in, in the mag, so I won't go through it now. But you are then dropped into a random place in the manor mm. and loads of zombies attack you. And you have mm. to do certain things to survive. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And then finally, there is the co-op mode, which is brilliant. Like, I, you know, Tomb Raider co-op, it doesn't really seem like they should go hand yeah. in hand. But you've got a procedurally generated forest and tombs. There's two of you playing online. Uh, and it really works. And in fact, Tomb Raider's combat works so much better in co-op than it should. Why you would that? think, well, so you, you come across Trinity soldiers. Trinity is like the big evil faction of humans in the game. And whereas before, if you if you approach a camp and there are, say, four Trinity soldiers there, you either need to decide, A, whether to like stealth up to them all and you know, stab them in the head with your axe or, or however you want to take them down, choke them with your bow, or two, kind of throw in an explosive, shoot a fire arrow, that kind of thing take them down in a noisy, messy way. What co-op lets you do is have one person kind of run out and say, hello, chase me, and they'll <laughs> chase. And then you can kind of, the other person uh, can run around the back and start picking them off from behind oh, without nice. anyone else knowing. Mm. So I had a situation where someone, um, there, there was just one soldier and uh, one of the dev guys who was playing as my partner um, kind of, got spot i don't even think it was deliberate i think he got spotted by accident and so like a soldier started running towards this building uh, where he was and ran through a door but i saw he was going that way so i kind of ran into the building and just hid by the door and as soon as he stepped through i just jumped out and insta insta killed him (laughs) nice Um, sounds like you're playing playing as a pair of serial killers (laughs) well why not Um, (laughs) it's a lot of it like it really works and like all the frustrations that you would normally associate with uh, a survival game in co-op are kind of eliminated. Like there's, if you're together, items are instantly shared between you. So you oh, don't need to good. worry about, oh, you need that health. Mm. I need I need this food. Because you have to top up food. You have to keep yourself warm with fires. Uh, but fires cost resources to build. You have to gather resources. Health doesn't regen. You have to use resources to oh, heal yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it really, like, every day it ratchets up the, ratchets up the tension, it makes it tougher, there are bigger, badder enemies show up, the weather gets worse. So there's lots of factors to keep on top of. Uh, and the tomb's, like, super dangerous. Uh, pretty much one-hit kill traps if you 
just blindly wander into them. Um, but that's where the best stuff is as well. Right. So you can get like legendary weapon parts and codexes which give you more abilities mm. uh, and it works i mean it worked great as a as a single player dlc on xbox um but on ps4 it's uh, single player and co-op and it's right. just part of the game so all the dlc that was on xbox all the pre-order bonuses that were on xbox like xbox players had to pay 20 quid for the season pass we get all that content for free so yeah it massively sucks we had to wait for it but ultimately which uh, is the thing that I say in the Ed's intro, like we've actually got the better end of the deal because yeah. we get the game for like a lot cheaper worth, and we get everything and we get the, you know, the VR it. stuff, which is exclusive to us as well. Um, so that's one thing in the issue. Uh, it's been widely reported that it's the Gen Y, it's everything issue, but I, <laughs> I'm looking, Jen, I'm not seeing your name on any of these that's reviews. Because- I'm not seeing your name previews, on any my features. D- my domain because I uh, went off to E3 and I played some uh, brilliant right. games. So all those all those juicy juicy previews. Are, I was outcast uh, too, by, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jen, you've been un- undone. I've been done. Um, He's had me. What, what do you want to talk about, Jen? You you, you did do a lot of this issue. What, <gasps> what leaps out? I don't know. I don't <sighs> know. Maybe. Oh my gosh, I can't even. Think. Oh, you see, I want Maybe to talk. Meeting... We haven't talked on the podcast yet about David Cage. I know, I was just thinking about... And the X machina quote. Yeah, meeting David Cage, which was amazing. Um, so obviously I was I was at E3 for the mag um, back in June, um, and it was my first E3, and I wrote an opinion piece, you know, back in our um, E3 twin issue, um, sort of about how it was to actually be there and, and be in the room for the Sony conference, which, like, as you all know, was absolutely mad. Um, it was even crazier in there, and hopefully I kind of gave you a flavour of that. Um, the other issue but I also kind of got to meet a load of incredible people and interview them for the mag and things like that um, and I also managed to to, to bump into David Cage hang David on, hang Cage on. You're, you're, <laughs> you're saying you meeting David Cage is separate from you meeting incredible oh, people no, 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 that's no. what that's what you just no, said Jen. No. come on Jen no, like, I thought listen, he was your idol listen I am the David Cage that, that is the, the ultimate slage, uh, shade <laughs> slinging like the ultimate oh, shade here we go I'm getting my syntax pulled up rightly so as I'm supposed to be a writer um, I met a bunch of incredible people including David Cage that's better <laughs> um, who was who was really the very the very last person I sort of managed to bump into at the end which was super exciting for me um, I kind of I went to have a look at uh, his new game that's coming up Detroit um, and, and and sort of grabbed him for a quick five minute interview outside outside um, the demo room in sort of Sony's secret behind closed doors bit and he was so lovely um, I mean I'm a big fan of some of his games um uh, like Heavy Rain is 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 one of my favorite games, and really playing it on PS3 sort of like set me up to be like, oh my gosh, I really want to start thinking differently about video games, and I would sort of evangelize to all my friends about, you don't understand, it's the new storytelling medium, you know, it's, despite all its flaws. Anyway, so so running into him was pretty surreal. Um, and I know that Matt had said before I went out to E3, he was like, if you do meet David Cage. Please, please, please ask him what he thought about Ex Machina. This isn't because I had some insider knowledge. It's purely because <laughs> I was interested in knowing what yeah. he thought of it, given Obviously. how similar yeah. Cara Obviously because and Detroit's yeah, premise Detroit is. Detroit is is a game about you know sort of a um, a city kind of in the not so distant future that is where sort of androids have become part of people's lives and and they're sort of used as essentially like home help and things like that. Um, there's like plenty of sort of similar themes in Ex Machina of of like you know perhaps there's there's more to these robots than meets the eye and they're 
becoming smarter than us, things like that. Um, so Matt was like, do ask what he thought of X Machina. I'd love to know what he thought of it. Um, and you'll get to find out in the issue when and you, you buy will. it. You will get to find out in the issue. I was quite surprised um, uh, because, I mean, I, I, I have my own opinions of the film and uh, David Cage had a very different opinion. Um, but it, it, I think I think it, it sort of made sense and, and some of the sort of comparisons he was drawing between Ex Machina and some of the stuff he's done in the past but with his sort of, was it 2013 tech demo, Cara, mm-hmm. PS3? Um, like there's definitely some similarities there and he basically sort of touched on that in our interview um, and came out with some, some brilliant lines really. Yeah, it was great. It is very cool. I'm, I'm excited for you guys <laughs> to read it if you haven't yet because um, it was a great piece of investigative <laughs> probing on Jen's And he part. was such a lovely guy as well. Um, I mean, he was so, so, so kind. He was really busy sort of it, like it probably in sound, and out of it demos It probably sounds day. not abrupt, but quite blunt on the page yeah. but that's not who he is like no, in, in like person actually, he's very personable to him, he was so he, he was so genuine like i could tell that he was giving me his sort of honest answer of, of what he thought and um i really appreciated that and you know he was so busy like jumping in about out of that same tiny demo room all day and he it was so cool that he sort of made time to you know have a chat with us about it so like please pick up the issue have a read of it tweet us tell us what you think and like yeah and and what you thought of ex machina i mean we've got a little box out on kind of what we said in our review of it like back in back in i think it's issue 111 ex machina is great oh, I, do love it. I do love it but not everyone does ben not no. everyone's uh of it's the a great same film. Opinions. and of course it stars a new laura croft yeah yes. Listen, Vikander. she is uh she gets a little mention in here mm. uh, in the tomb raider feature um i'm sure hopefully we'll get much more on her in the you know, an upcoming issue Hope when so. when they start doing proper filming. And, she was also and really good in the Danish Girl. Wow, it's, <laughs> she's probably the only reason worth watching it. Some more of this kind yeah. of knowledge. I'm bringing all the Ben, well, all the stops. What did you do in this issue? Uh, I mean, I did everything. So uh, umbrella corp. No. Um, <laughs> well, you did, but I, you I did. But you, I don't want to talk. Well, you about did, it. but you weren't super flat. You also played it. eight hours of Deus Ex. They were an amazing eight hours. Um, so. Yeah, Deus Ex is a shooter where you shoot people in the face, but you're also making decisions about what those decisions... Hey, you can play the entire game without firing a gun, right? <laughs> and you can also play the entire game without firing a gun. Or just thinking about shooting people in the face and then not actually doing it. Um, there is that as well. So, um, obviously, it's the follow-up to Human Revolution, which was arguably one of the best shooters on PlayStation 3. That also was not a shooter. Uh, that was also not a shooter. I, it's, it's very easy. <laughs> ben, you're doing well it's the first-person role-playing game, is it not? <laughs> Action role-playing game? Uh, yeah, we could go for first-person role-playing game. Part shooter, part stealth. I mean, so you wrote a feature, and, and the idea behind the feature is... <laughs> There's four different ways of playing It's not it, just a it? shooter, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the entire idea is like you don't have to play it like a shooter. It's heart-free. I've not had a coffee in an hour. I'm clearly gone He's flagged. And yeah, he's flagging. described it twice as a shooter. <laughs> um, no, so I really enjoyed it, and one of the... One of the best things about the feature is... Um, oh, is oh one, one of the most amazing things about <laughs> these about words. The oh, these, okay, give the boy a break. He's trying to talk Mr. about the ASX. Mr. Moving Bollocks is talking himself <laughs> up again. Uh, no, so one of the things I really enjoyed about playing the game was I, I paced myself every two hours. I would play it in a different way. Uh, so the first time I did it in a very sort of stealthy, I'm not going to try and get caught. I'm going to try and ghost my way through. Um, the next bit, uh, the next two hours I did was Force, which um, I got to sort of try out the weapons, which I think they 
my, you can tell they've tweaked it ever so slightly. <laughs> it's a bit more punchier now. It's a little less cumbersome than it was in Human Revolution. I mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of fun with tech. Um, so one of the big things in Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution, and that's carried over into Mankind Divided, is you get augments. And these allow you, these basically give you special abilities. <laughs> so my favourite one, which I'm going to absolutely rinse when I get hold of Mankind Divided, is the glass skin, which basically makes you invisible. Uh, you only Ooh. get it for a very short period your of time. Your battery drains your really battery quick, doesn't it? Like it's like a PS Vita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, it's sort of like resource management. Handy. Like, okay, yeah. this, when I'm running from here to here, like I'll activate it now and then like turn it off when you, once you're out of sight again. And because or... once you finish off your battery, you sometimes get a very small amount of recharge. You can kind of almost chain Ooh. it, but never quite works. Um, so tech was a very, very important part. And then finally, diplomacy, which I'm looking forward to sort of digging into in the main game where you can talk your way through situations. <laughs> and um, those conversations can lead into very interesting places. But... Um, I said it, I think I've hopefully got across in the future. I've got very, very high hopes of Deus Ex. I, at the moment, genuinely believe it could be the best um, the best first-person role-playing game. <laughs> um, yeah, you're you know, super excited. I've played excited. it at A3. I've played it. Uh, I played some of the stuff again that I played just pre-E3. Yeah. And yeah, we just to explain, we got early access to the E3 content, so Ben played a few games ahead of the show which you know everyone else was reporting on it on the show floor um but that was why we were really timely with our coverage of that issue because yeah we had we it early <laughs> really fortunate to get some stuff in early and um having gone back and playing it again one of the things i didn't really um get to chance to talk about was that there were parts of the demo where i was seeing different stuff that mm-hmm. i had like i played these same levels mm. But I was seeing different ways of uh, accomplishing stuff, of seeing stuff. And you can like open up short, you talk about one part where you skip like 20 minutes worth of gameplay just by finding a certain vent that lets you bypass oh, entire I was so happy about yeah, that. So then because you can, obviously like, go you don't want to play in. the same mission again. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, good, here's a shortcut. Oh, cool, I'm there. All right. That's so clever. <laughs> so have you kind of got to like use your mouse a little bit for that? Yeah. And I mean, it, it feels like it's um, human revolution just refined in every way it <laughs> needed to be refined. So. And it was um, as a... Human evolution. There's my shoulder strap. Yeah, why did we not use that pun? Damn it. (laughs) Save it (laughs) for the review. When did did Ben come up with a good pun? There's a good pun uh, against (gasps) your name for this umbrella core review. What? No, this is is you taking... Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) I was about to have a heart attack. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, Ben. it's, uh, It's a really great feature, though, and I'm really excited to... To see how Benny's <laughs> going to approach the review, yeah, um, oh. because there are so many ways to do it. That... Literal death, nothing Just... but shooting, nothing but guns. No, come Can on, you tell from the amount of times I said shooter. You got to go tech. You got to go tech. <laughs> I I was okay with Human Revolution. I usually get with games. I try and play them stealthily until I get until it all goes wrong. And yeah, then I bring out the guns. But oh, Human yeah. Revolution. The only time I ever got truly angry with that game was when the boss fights. Yeah, because those boss fights were terrible. It took me three years to complete that game. Why were they terrible? Oh, they were just like if if you played it stealth, like you you hit a boss fight and you had to fight your way through. But because you'd actually like leveled up to play in a stealthy oh, fashion, so you weren't like you they weren't. Your... No, they weren't. Yeah, you, yeah it is. And there was one Namir where eventually what I ended up doing was 
you um, you're in this sort of army base and they have turrets which you can take and hack. So I ended up for this one boss fight, which I played it first year of uni, couldn't do it. So I came back in my final year of uni. I <laughs> the final the, exam. <laughs> I literally, I bought, I bought it again on PSN. Um, it still had my save file. So I went back, did it by dragging up a turret, running around. So every time the turret saw him, it would shoot him. I had to cheese it so wow. hard. And then the game was over an hour after. It felt like the most oh. anticlimactic time to come back to it. Um, yeah. Deus Ex, thumbs up. Awesome. So definitely check out Ben's feature. Uh, it really is a packed issue. Like I said, we, we had to add extra pages to get everything that we wanted to get in into the mag. Uh, so we kick off with No Man's Sky. Obviously, uh, we're on the cusp of release as we record this. Um, but like we've actually reported on some stuff which you might be able to expect from the future of No Man's Sky. Sean Murray talking about where he sees the game going in the long distant future. Um those plans, Jens, I, I know that you uh, you were the one who talked with Sean about that. I did. They indeed. sound very exciting if they, they are super exciting. end up coming true. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, PS5 confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so we've got stuff on Bioshock the Collection, which I know there's someone here who loves Bioshock. We're not even going to let her talk about it. Uh, GTA Online. <laughs> Um, tons of stuff. So hands. Oh, we've got in the mood for caves, which sounds like the the brownest, dullest two pages ever. <laughs> but surprisingly colourful. Um, and Lara makes an early appearance there ahead of her thirty-page um, mega feature later on. Um, previews is really densely packed with stuff, most of which we went hands-on with. Super super cool reports on the likes of Horizon Zero Dawn, on Days Gone, on Outlast Two, which Ben played and was scared by oh man yeah very scared very scared by it didn't help that i was playing it in the office and a writer on edge would come up behind me and shake me (laughs) well uh was that ben on edge yeah the edge lords see ben was ben was playing um an htc vive game or maybe it was an oculus game no it was an oculus uh, game uh the assembly right the other day it was so tempted to just go behind him and and, because when uh when jen was over at e3 and playing resident evil 7 in vr uh, the capcom pr person who was like making sure she was all right messaging me to say oh like she's she's in it and i, I did request uh, <laughs> uh that, that laura the the capcom person grabbed jen shoulders i honestly would have lost it her. i was like sweating in there oh no that's, no 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 that's we, we're one. gonna have some fun in the office oh god yeah. oh, well gosh. I, I, I don't know if it's you especially with horror games i get super jumpy yeah and like even with Outcast, I can even see him moving his hand. I was like, <laughs> there was a. Uh, this is way back in the day. I think this is before my, well before my time. I'm sure it might have been Tony, who's editor of Edge. It might be someone else. I don't know who it was, um, but I think they were on Edge and they were playing one of the early <laughs> Resi games and had headphones in. Really early Resi games. And there was a, an art guy who was notorious for pranks, and like he just like get behind him. And start making like zombie groaning sounds. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, crap, God. crap. Because this is like the old Fitz camera days where you couldn't see what was around the corner. It's like, <laughs> bugger, there's, there's like a zombie around. <laughs> and like, where, where is it? <laughs> and, 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 and like, trying to find these zombies. He's <laughs> trying to hear, just couldn't find them. And then they could just like <laughs> slip off his earphones. It's like, is it coming from here? By which point the art guy <laughs> no, 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 and no. moved yeah. moved away. So it's like, it's in the game and then like <laughs> go back into the game and the art guy would like sidle up behind and make more groaning noises 
That's a good uh, trick. That's a good trick. Um, but yeah, previews, it sends um, Absolver, which is a very, very cool oh, that sounds uh, good. melee-based game that you have to check out. Uh, and a fighting if, game that Jen likes. Nah, surely and, not um, then. And Watch Dogs 2 as well, which <gasps> yeah. is... That was one of your top three games of the yeah, show, wasn't it? Yeah, one of it? my top three games of the show, honestly, going hands-on. Um, I think the more gameplay you guys are going to see from that, mm. the more you read about that and kind of my sort of detailed hands-on, going hands-on with it, the more you'll kind of understand mm. sort of what a huge departure from and, and and just sort of elevation from Watch Dogs 1, it, it feels like. It's just, really just so... that saturation, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. <laughs> Along with the fun factor. It's just like so much fun. I finally, knew they were linked. Finally, a sneaky <laughs> hacker. Uh, we've got six pages on Titanfall 2. Um, <laughs> last podcast, we said we'd have more next issue. Well, the issue's out. I didn't lie. <laughs> uh, we've got six really, really good pages. Um, Jen had a great interview with some of the guys behind the game, including Vince Zampella. Uh, interesting little nugget in there about how some of the titans are based on street fighter characters and how how they worked I honestly street fighter I ideals didn't, i didn't even tell them to say that they just you came out with it, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we then go into our massive 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 tomb raider celebration that looks back on all the past games that i've touched on already ben's awesome eight hours inside deus ex feature and then reviews got some really cool games in reviews i did a couple actually this month i did zero time dilemma which is mm. a very funky ps vita uh, visual novel uh, and i am set sooner which is uh, a jrpg by tokyo game F- no tokyo rpg factory if i get that right yeah tokyo rpg factory um and it's very much like a snes style uh final fantasy essentially nice. it's really cool check it out it's a piano only score that will stay with you you won't forget that music in a hurry and there's some really really cool things that it does um, so check out that review and then there's some other cool stuff in the mail. I won't go through every page. Oh, there's so much. Bored. It's so big mm. and beefy. Uh, look back at Little Big Planet 2 as one of them. A really great Batman versus Superman pun, which wasn't mine. It oh, wasn't yeah, mine. no, was, I love that. that, that was, I love that, was, that. has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> that was our guy. And you know what? I know it's a long way off. It's another month off, but I'm just going to give a special mention to our next month page, which has, has a big old image of Destiny Rise of Iron. We probably can't talk anything about that but there's a reason why there's a big old image of destiny rise of iron there um also there's a little photograph about next month's free gift so this month we're giving you six no man's sky postcards and a deus ex uh ps4 decal which looks top notch when you whack it on there looks really nice should have put that on the on the wallet top notch says ben tyra top notch ben tyra (laughs) um but next month we have a very very funky gift we have some dual shock for thumb grips we've got four grips that you slide over your uh, dual shock for analog sticks um obviously you get two sticks on a pad so four means you've got two pads worth look at that that's strong math twice the value um <laughs> yeah Utterly get excited about, yeah no really really something i'm you ought to really be looking out precious for. about my like special edition dual shocks like i've got the 20th anniversary yeah. one and i've just bought the crystal one as well oh. so i'm like really precious <clears throat> about those sticks i'm like i just want to protect them from all, yeah. all my oils Ugh. so yeah all my oils that i secrete it's, it's weird, like, <laughs> you're spending all that money on dual shock 4 controllers i'm surprised you can even afford to buy any food oh yeah no absolutely not i subsist on games alone and 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 trinkets and uh, peripherals. And on that fun fact, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so we we don't have questions this issue. What? We have reader answers 
It's a twist on the formula. Oh my goodness, you flip reversing it's, it. It's Missy Elliott style. A twist of M. Night Shyamalan proportions. Is that how you say his name? I have no idea. Shyamalan. Isn't it Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Nobody kn- Well, you know. I'm sure you know. Shyamalan. Isn't it M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan. I just say Or as we call him at home, Shyamalan. Man. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. M. Night hasn't made a good film since The Sixth Sense. Oh, hot take tyrant isn't, strikes uh, again. Unbreakable after. Is, is it called Unbreakable? It is Unbreakable. The isn't that is, after The Sixth Sense? It is, but... Well, that's a lie then. Unbreakable is a good film. And what else does he make? He I like makes, The Village. Village is all right. I've never seen The Village. Oh, well, how can you possibly <laughs> say... <laughs> I'm only going off Oh, my word. Anyway, can I have I've some reader answers? And, and he made... No, we need to go through his film. Oh, right my first. God. Where's and this? he made The Special Happening, film, which is maybe? utterly dump. Oh, yeah. I, I have a much better ending for The Happening. So have you seen The Happening? I know. Like, I've oh, read have you seen The Happening? No. There's no point. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if any listeners want to know my really cool oh, ending to The Happening, which would have fixed that episode. film, like hit me up on Twitter, at Paloki, I'll Pelokey. tell you. Because um, it's, it's not what it's printed in the mag every month, then. <laughs> but never in the podcast. What well, it is right at the end. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, these guys aren't worthy. But but you <laughs> listeners, you are worthy. So I'll share with you. And he's also of. apparently the village. Uh, no, uh, the visit was quite good. I've not seen that. Shall we move on to these reader answers? Yes, please. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so oh. we asked. <laughs> What did we ask, Ben? Uh, we asked on Twitter because one of our readers tweeted in to say he got the platinum for Alkaline's gun. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Which is pretty mad. Yeah, in terms that's of like stuff the, you can do with the, your time. That's the, that's the low, the dare I say, low rent it hitman. Two out of ten or three out of ten? We didn't review it in the end, I don't believe. Oh, do we not write in the book? No. Um, uh. it, it's a hitman with a letter in front of hitman. I was going to say low rent hitman, but yours is better. Carry on. So <laughs> I put it out. To yeah. our great Twitter followers, um, what your most ashamed platinum trophy is? Wait, you didn't word it like that, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> oh I think it's a, it's a platinum trophy you're most ashamed. I okay. hope you did a few a few drafts, Ben. There was at least seven Twitter drafts in there. With oh god, please help me write. Just, um, just, just to interject, I as soon as soon as we this came in the office and we we're all saying, oh yeah, he's got the platinum for. Is it Alkaline? Alkaline's gun. And then we were saying, oh, and he was saying he was a bit ashamed of that. And I was like, I know what Ben Tyra's most shameful platinum is. Skyscrapers. Weirdly enough, it's not. Uh, what? <gasps> what? What is well, it? Well, it's technically not a platinum. It's an a fa- it's a thousand Gs. Mm. Uh, it comes up in here, so we'll find out. Uh, I I, I'm confused. You did get Skyscrapers platinum yourself. I did. Is that not platinum, enough shame? But that is you? not your most shameful no. platinum. No, okay. Because there's a few. Where well, I the got, suspense is killing me. There's a few. Me. I got games just so I could get very. Easy. Oh, I did that. In fact, like oh I'm going I'm to beat everyone. Games. So again, as people know, I, I used to be on an Xbox mag uh, many years ago. But I also before that used to be obsessed with achievements. Um, I, I I say the line I got myself clean off of achievements because I, I would play the the worst dross imaginable to get those gamer points. And I I don't know when I did go clean. I think it might have been around 2010. Um, but I think I think Microsoft literally just now have released a, a set of oh a new grades, tier. I've just right? seen so there's that, all yeah. these tiers, oh, no. yeah, and, and the top one. tier is Overlord, which is a hundred thousand points. I I, I've been clean for like you. five years. I'm an Overlord. I got like a hundred and fifty thousand or whatever it was. This was back in 2009. I hit that point. So that would be a so. hundred, minimum 150 games you'd have had to have gone through. 
Yeah, there were a lot of games. <laughs> a lot I have of a lot. I have a lot of regrets. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, one of them must have been Avatar. Mm. Like oh yeah, classic. yeah. Why would you be ashamed of that? You get a thousand points in like two minutes. What? Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's, it's despicable. It's it's almost like doing the Hitman um, elusive contracts and having multiple accounts lined up. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right. Well, you've got your list of shame. Let's we name have our and list shame. Of shame. Oh, we should have brought the goat of shame down. Yeah, for this. to shame, to shame You're our he's readers. He's here already. <laughs> he's here in spirit. We can edit that out. <laughs> Carry on, Ben. <laughs> so the first one is from Mark Dorney at uh, Mushasha fifteen ninety six on Twitter. And he said, while the conditions for the Platinum were not bad, I'd rather go around with Nemesis than play Resident Evil 6 again. Ooh. So, Matt, you're a little bit of a Resi 6. You, you didn't hate it as much as other people did. No, I know why people did. And like, I'm a diehard Resi fan. I hated Resi 5. Or I, <clears throat> I was really disappointed with Resi 5. Resi 6 was not my dream Resi at all. However... If you played Resi 6 the way that Resi 6 wanted you to play, which was completely different from how you would approach Resi 4, uh, Resi 6 was actually a decent game. The trouble is nobody invested the time to understand how Resi 6 was trying to make you play. And they approached it as if they were playing Resi 4 and they had a very bad experience as a result. And it's only natural that you would have a bad experience with Resident Evil 6 if you play it as if you're trying Resi 4. Um, so I, like, you know went in as six wanted me to play and actually had a fun time with it definitely not the resi game i want um the new you know resi 7 you know my head wasn't the game that i wanted but now we're getting it i'm so happy we are i'm so up for resi 7 um but yeah six is nowhere near deserving of all the flack that it gets um because people by and large played it wrong so maybe that platinum isn't so bad, yeah, Mark. Yeah, so Resident Evil shame rating, only a 6 out of 10. A 6 out of 10 shame rating on that one, mm. I would say. Who's next in the list of shame? So we've got Derp Criminal at Derp Criminal 2, the second of his kind. That's a little Adam Buxton joke there. I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone wrong. Um, Adam, so Derp Criminal, uh, Adam's Venture Origins. Oh, that's that's bad. That's, that's a bad, bad That's one. a bad Uncharted. Isn't that an OPM 2? That was a three. That was a three. That, that was, was a, a three from Mr. James Nouch. Uh, and he said, my grandmother bought me for my birthday. And she said that if I didn't complete it, no game next year. What? Really? Gram- his grandma had him. <laughs> grandma's a, absolute grandma's a taskmaster. Yeah, that's I, a I bit can get of, behind That's that. a bit of Adam's crap, all that is. No, that's, <laughs> the only that's thing dumb. with that as well is the fact, like, she said complete it, not platinum it. It was <laughs> granny checking on PSN. <laughs> He's 99% of the way there. Just like. sitting there rubbing her hands. <laughs> I swear to God. So uh, next up on the list is uh, Patrick Bouchamp, who says Terminator Salvation sheer bloody awfulness on a disc Ooh. this is actually the one i was most ashamed of really <gasps> i hated that Terminator game salvation and the thing is you only had to play it through once on hard to get the thousand g but i couldn't stand playing the game it was ab- it was an absolute travesty the film's bad as well so i'm giving money to a film that i didn't like in the first place <laughs> you know what one of my most frustrating again this is apologies readers this is back in the xbox days but i played a game called um oh crap was it turning point was that the Codemasters oh, where you were like a plumber who uh, um, it, it was in New York was it Fall of Liberty yeah that sounds, of oh, something, something like that it's by the 
I think they made legendary the box afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, this shooter came out and yeah, you were like a plumber or something, a janitor in New York. And then it was invaded by Nazis or Russia. I think it was Nazis. Yeah. It was along those lines. And you became like the big hero. And you had to play it all on like the toughest difficulty setting. Which I did. I played the entire game on a tough, and that was a broken game. It was utter crap. And I did it, and then the, and then I went online and I found out that actually it had that glitch that a lot of, not glitch it had that oversight that a lot of early games did, uh, where you could play the entire thing on easy, and then before the final checkpoint, you switch it over to the hardest and just do that. I just, I've wasted so much of my life. <laughs> So, yeah, I felt like that with Terminator Salvation. There's this one <clears throat> bit where uh, Terminator is chasing you for a building. I was on it for... This was a game that took me seven hours to play and mm-hmm. get the trophy for. Uh, sorry, the uh, Thousand G for. Yeah. And three of it was spent on this one wow. section. Just, wow. like, grinding there with the controller. Like, I will do this. I will do this. Wow. Trade it back in the next day. I still, even though I don't really care about trophies anymore, I still... As a habit, so the habit I picked up from Call of Duty 2 on Xbox 360 launch was to play everything on Veteran uh, to get the gamer points. And I still play my Call of Duties on Veteran. So uh, I played Advanced Warfare a couple of months ago uh, on PS4. And that opening section, like that opening, like from the start or from the first checkpoint to the second, um, where you, you drop down that building and then there's like the big walk thing. I died like oh, quite yeah. a lot really early on. And then for the rest of the game, I almost like breeze through the yeah. entire thing. It's <laughs> like the first five minutes of that game I found really tough. And then I, the rest was pretty easy, actually. It's so odd with Call of Duty, because obviously with Call of Duty, each year is a different studio. Yeah. So with Treyarch ones, if you ever do that on Veteran, it's Grenades at War. Yeah. Whereas with Infinity Ward ones, they tend to be a little bit more... Uh, balance throughout but I haven't done Advanced Warfare on Veteran I it was fun it was good wasn't a fan of it I, I wanted to love it and it had eerie Kevin Spacey having it up as usual and Troy Baker in a like bizarrely like it might as well have just been you are playing Sol- Sergeant yeah, Troy yeah, Baker yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry moving on uh, we've got one more and it's from the PS Gamer which is The Order 1886 Great visuals and setting, easy trophies, awful story, and so incredibly short. I don't think that's that shameful. I've got no. the order. Order's not shameful at all. It's a fun weekend. Like that. The weird thing with that game is it doesn't start off great, but it finally becomes acceptable and then ends. Like it finally just, redeems itself. It, right, yeah, it gets right close the to last. proper redemption. You finally get to a game you want to play, like, and oh, it stops. Oh, oh. So I, I'm going to put a cap on the amount of time that we can speak about this game because I'm very wary of filling our readers' ear holes with more talk about this game. <laughs> but I know that Jen has been trying to get a platinum trophy on a certain Jonathan Blow oh. puzzle game. And and she's brought shame upon herself. Yeah. I have. I've brought shame upon before, my family. Before she, OPM. she flew away on the press trip the other week, Jen had a few days off and that entire spell... She was trying to platinum a certain game yeah, called The and Witness. It's 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 blimmin' difficult. And there and were a the lot of there that... were a lot of very late night texts yeah. to me. I got very <laughs> I got I got I, I got basically to the final step of getting that um, and didn't do it, and it honestly ruined my weekend. Like it honestly broke I my just... heart and ruined my weekend, and I couldn't sleep. I'm, I'm going to go back back. What? I actually have to take a psychological break. Why don't that. Why don't you share play that on your next date? Oh, <laughs> oh 
my god, imagine. I just had like an image then of like, oh. you've got a, a witness phone by your bed that lights up. Just a red phone. <laughs> just okay, red Matt, phone. and just, just to end this, I haven't told you about this yet, but, <gasps> but you, said, you said before I go, you were like, oh, go back to it and try and finish it before you go on your flight. And I was like, no, I can't do it. Um, so like I haven't, I haven't completed it. Don't okay. get excited. But like, I was like, I can't do it. Like, it's it's too much. So I didn't. So I got on the plane, and I was with another journalist um, from the Guardian called Alex Hearn, who is also a witness fan, and he has that trophy. And I uh, did he cheat? No. Okay, because because a lot of people have that trophy who, yeah. who cheat, and that is the ultimate. Awesome uh, he didn't. Okay, uh, oh, and I, be- like I believe him. Up, yeah, looking up. No, 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 you but, can't. It's no. different. It's like some some crap yeah. but um uh, oh, guys, he, it's a pleasure being on this podcast the second half will be an <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost done we're almost done story so i was i was on this plane with this journalist and we were talking about the witness and i was saying oh my gosh it's amazing we're both he's finished it and he's very excited about it uh and i said honestly i'm so jealous that you've got that i've I literally tried this past weekend before i came to do it and it has ruined my life um and i was like and maybe i'll go back one day and we were just sitting in silence side by side on the plane and uh anyone anyone who's got that far in the witness will understand my horror when uh about five seconds later out of the silence he started going <laughs> there, there might be a period where um, I, I was playing that very loudly on my machine upstairs for the office to hear uh, and it's, 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 spo- it's spoilers to tell you how that is relevant um but See, safe I, to say safe to say i now suffer from ptsd <laughs> this is good because when i saw that on twitter i just assumed jen was getting ready for a bollocking and then you were playing that to like get ready for some like horrible horrifying no it's so much worse than you could ever imagine but <laughs> anyway that that will be my most proud Th- there when ends, I first get there, there ends, there the ends that there ends a very weird reader's answers <laughs> thank you for sending in your stuff by all means if you've got any other questions you want to ask the team mm-hmm. like how do you do the word so good you can just tweet <laughs> at opm <laughs> underscore uk <laughs> wow. how do you do the word so good <laughs> well <laughs> You can, you can tweet at OPM underscore UK, or you can tweet Ben's, directly. Ben's so proud of this, he's like crying with laughter. He <laughs> can't even you speak. Can cre- <laughs> you can tweet directly it's to like, the bard himself, you can, at Ben Tyra. unfettered access to the pit that is my mind. At Ben Tyra. I, I honestly send these guys out across the world, they come back changed. <laughs> it's like they've gone through some weird atmospheric layer that's scrambled their brains. It's jet lag, mate, jet lag. Anyway, get in touch it's, with Ben. Hangovers, get in touch with Ben Tyra at Ben Tyra on Twitter. I am at it's Jensim and Matt, as we've said, is at Paloki. Get in touch with him for his strange Shamalading theories, um, and <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he'll just deliver them right up to you on a, a Twitter platter. Make sure that you get the new Tomb Raider issue. Get very excited about the next issue, which will be out on shelves on thirtieth of August because you've got those awesome uh, DualShock Four thumb grips. If you haven't yet already, subscribe because you get Metal Gear Solid Five for free. That's a that's a deal that we're we're on the last month of, of that, um, and you will guarantee that you will get your thumb grips with the next issue because we definitely totally expect uh, those issues to sell out pretty fast. I would not be surprised if yeah. if you you know if you wait a week or two and go to shops. Hey, we might be there, but it is also quite possible that we might not. So yeah, subscribe. Get your MGSV. Secure your, your subscription. Grips. Get your thumb grips. Get and our words. Get our words. In your eyes. I mean, what more do you want apart from our words in your ears also? Which is, which, why which is what you've got this now. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be back with, we'll do um, a mini-sode in a couple of weeks like we normally do because I'm not sending these guys abroad 
just I won't be here for that. Oh, are you going to be in Gamescom? I'm going to be Gamescom it up. Okay, we'll Which is have to see. Great fun. We'll sort something out. We'll, we'll we'll figure out a way to get maybe get Ben reporting from Gamescom, uh, like <gasps> yeah. like I did when I was out at GDC or something. We'll yeah. see what we can whip whip up. Yeah, we'll sort something out there. Cool. Uh, thank you very much for putting up with the idiocy <laughs> of this room. Uh, Best episode. I'm I'm very sorry if <laughs> you hate us now. Um, <laughs> But thank you very much. We'll be back in a couple of weeks and really do hope that you enjoy the issue. Uh, let us know. My email is on page three. You've got our um, Twitter handles there. Email the mag, uh, tweet the mag, whatever you want. Just let us know what you think of the mag, what you like, what you don't like, what you want change, what you want more of. We are very receptive to what you want. Um, until next time, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.